Hey guys, Brian here, and we're back on the business machine, and we've been off for about two weeks, so I'm glad that you're here. We've got a great episode today, and we're with Tony Cappert, and Tony Cappert is the CEO and co-founder of Contactually. Contactually is this really cool software. Uh, it's a CRM software, but it really focuses on not just putting people into funnels and organizing, and it does all that, but it really focuses on the relationships that you have, and he talks a lot today about how important building relationships and referrals are, and we all know that, that a lot of our business comes from really good relationships. And it also comes from referrals if we're doing it right. So with that, Tony Cappert from Contactually. Enjoy this one. All right, Tony. So tell us what you do in one sentence. Sure. In one sentence. Well, I'm the co-founder and COO at Contactually, a software startup that helps people stay connected with their most important relationships. And tell us what CRM, what is CRM? Because you know, most of my, you know, it's funny because a lot of our clients, when I ask them if they have a CRM, they're like, well, what the heck is a CRM? But I'm assuming that a lot of our audience knows what a CRM, but let's just pretend that some business owners don't know. What is a CRM and how do you use it? Sure. So, so I think your point about what is a CRM and what does it mean to other people, I think it means a lot of different things to different people. Sure. CRM technically stands for Customer Relationship Management Software. Um, but the idea behind CRM is that it's software that should help you uh, engage with your customers. Uh, we take a little different uh, take on that definition and say, um, rather than just having a CRM that helps you work clients through a pipeline, through a sales pipeline, instead, we take a more holistic picture and ask, who are those relationships that are really critical to your business and how can you stay in touch with them and build truly personal rapport with them such that you're going to get some sort of business outcome that's important to you, like a referral or nurturing a lead or whatever it is. So, so we're much more focused on the, on the personal aspect of CRM. Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, cause you know, we have, you know, so many emails that are going through on a, any given day and it drives me crazy. We have our, our system that we use to talk to our employees internally or Slack, and then we have tweets and we have Facebook and we have YouTube. And so tell us why it's better or how does that really organize us? So we're not just sending emails to our clients what does Contactually do that helps us get to that point and, and allow those relationships to be better? Is it just the software or is it just the organization? But explain that to me a little bit. Sure. So, um, again, we're, we're big believers that the best way to build your business is to actually build personal relationships with the people that matter most to your business. Yep. And that may be clients, that may be other partners, it could be influencers in your industry. And so in order to do that, there's a couple things that we think you need to do. One, you need to build a database of everyone that you know. And so we connect to your email and we connect to your phone and we automatically sync all of those contacts and conversations into one spot. So that's sort of step one. Once you've got the database, not everyone is, is created equal, right? So, yeah. so not everyone that you know is someone that's going to be important to your business. And so we help you segment that database into who's most important through a concept called buckets. We make it kind of fun. We have this thing called a bucket game, and we've got plugins for your email. But you'll, you'll create groups of people like past clients or referral partners. And once you've done those two things, you've built the database and you've segmented to the most important, then we get to the real gold, which is we, we remind you to follow up with the most important people in, that, in your network that you haven't spoken with. So we're monitoring your email and your phone conversation uh, to see if you told us that Bob is a really important past client and you haven't spoken to Bob in 30, 60, 90 days, we're going to automatically trigger a reminder and we'll even tell you what to say. We'll give you templates that'll make it easier to figure out what to say when you go to follow up. So all that said, you do all this work, you put this effort into figuring out who you talk to and, and get those reminders and in, in following up with the right people at the right time, you're going to end up building stronger rapport and driving whatever 
whatever goal you're trying to achieve, referrals, repeat business, whatever it is. And one of the things I saw on your website too, that I liked when we talked about this before we started is, you know, we all have, there's so many softwares that we could use and not just CRM softwares. There's softwares for social media, there's softwares for video, there's softwares for website. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. And it's always like, okay, I don't want to learn one more thing. But really one of the statements on your site, you said, you know, we make software you know, that people don't have to use, but they really want to use. And once they Mm -hmm. use it, it like changes. And I don't want to say changes everything, you know, it makes your whole life easier, but it really does do what exactly what it's supposed to do. And it's really not that hard to use. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. We've, we've built with the, with the goal that you can set up contextually in a matter of minutes and you can get value from it in, the, in that same amount of time, just a couple minutes a day. So it's not a huge investment or effort. Tell us about the history of the company a little bit. And, and usually we ask here how and why you started your company. But, you know, we really want to hear about how you've grown. And I was looking again at your website and your staff's quite large. And it looks like you guys have really had some great growth over the last few years. But, you know, how did that start? How did how do you know, like, how, did you just decide one day or the owners just decide, hey, let's just make CRM software. And then that's how it began. <laughs> yeah, well, not 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 exactly like that. So, uh, roll the clock back to middle of 2011. So we've been at this for almost five years now. Okay. And um, I have two of the co-founders, Zvi and Jeff. And Zvi at the time was running a consulting firm, building websites and apps for the people. And he had written down in an Evernote file um, this idea for a proactive CRM. His whole thought at the time was, um, I meet lots of people who are important potentially to my business. But I'm, I'm never actually going to take the time to input information into a CRM. So wouldn't it be great if this system could, like, scrape all of my uh, emails? It would notice when I emailed someone new, and it would ask me, hey, how did you meet this new person, Bob? You should really take some notes on them and put it into the CRM. So that was, like, the original cool. nugget of an idea was yeah, yeah. how do you more update more easily update a CRM. And as we started doing, as V and I met, and we were talking through this type of an idea, and and as as we did a lot more customer development, what we kept hearing from everybody was, you know, the reason why I want to take notes and remember these people is because I actually want to follow up with them in the future. And that was like the little light bulb moment where we said, well, if we could really build software that would actually help you follow up and build rapport and do a lot of that relationship building that you actually want to do, um, that would be a huge benefit for lots of people and people would probably pay money for it. So that was we noodled on that idea, uh, founded the company in October of 2011 and it's been, we've been growing ever since. I like that story. And I like the the fact that, you know, you had it, it was just an Evernote note and I do that and I actually don't have any system. So we're going to look at this software for, for ourselves here at Michigan creative, but I have, well, I do have a system. It's receipts, um, business cards, um, yep. Ever, Evernote a little bit. And I forget to look at Evernote, honestly, like I, you know, and I forget to use it. And I also have stuff in my iPhone on my notes and my reminders because you're exactly right. Like I'll go, we go to networking. That's how we build a lot of our businesses. We go to networking, we go to meetings, we're part of chambers mm-hmm. and most of, and I, I like what you said at the beginning, most of our business has come from relationships and it, yep. I, I think it takes longer for us to, to build, but I think the relationships that we're building are better and they're going to be longstanding. And that first time, that first touch is after, you know, how many people that they met at that networking party, if you don't follow up with something different and, and unique and don't remember, and a week goes by, it's too late. Yep. It's funny, the two things that have become really apparent to me in building this company. One, when, you, when, we, when we talk to the best uh, services businesses out there, so realtors, consultants, yep. financial advisors, the the very best of those businesses, they get ninety plus percent of their business from referrals. So that's one thing we've we've heard. 
That's interesting. And the second thing that we hear over and over again is when you ask those people, well, how do you get more referrals? Like, what do you do proactively to go about getting them? It's very ad hoc and not very structured. You, know, you think of, they'll say, oh, you know, I, I kind of, I'll just think of, of, of this past client, Nancy, and I'll just shoot her a quick text and, and follow through. It's really not systematic at all. And if you think of other parts of your business, right? We think of, um, you know, advertising. We're very systematic when it comes to putting oh, yeah. AdWords campaigns together and driving that. Like, that's a very set process. But even though it accounts for oftentimes much less um, of the actual legion you're doing, yeah. so so we see that as a really stark um, problem. And I think one of the reasons why we've resonated so strongly with so many customers. Yeah, and I think one of the things that a lot of my clients and, and honestly us too is that we, you know, we'll, we sometimes we'll go and we'll have clients that we've done something for. Maybe we built them a website or something, and you know, a year goes by and they're happy and everything's great, and then they're doing something else, or we'll be talking to them later on about some video projects that we've worked on for other clients, and they'll say to us, "Well, I didn't even know you guys did video." And we're like, oh my gosh, that's totally our fault. But, you know, that's our education process that we need to consistently remind our clients because they're too busy. And honestly, they don't know a thing about our business besides, hey, these guys build us a website. So that's probably what they do. Yep, I hear you. So give me 10 years. You guys have only been at it five years. Looks like you've had some huge growth. And, and give us 10. I mean, what's, and gosh, we don't even know what's going to happen next year. But what is CRM and, and what do you guys look like in 10 years? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I think if you if you go back to what, to what we started talking about and, and what the core value that Contactually tries to provide, or we're helping you try to build a really strong rapport with the people that can help you grow your business. Uh, we're, we're big believers that the best business period, whether you're a small SMB or whether you're a huge enterprise, is built through strong relationships. And I think we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg in terms of the number of customers we're able to serve that have this problem. Yeah. So 10 years from now, uh, the expectation is we are the, we are the platform that helps you build that rapport and those strong relationships with those clients and referral partners and, and influencers in your business. Um, we're used by small businesses, we're used by large businesses, and we've grown aggressively in revenue and in team size as a result. Yeah, and I, we've got. Go sorry, go ahead, Tony. As I was gonna say, we've, uh, I didn't really touch too much on how we've grown in five years, but we started with just the three of us and we're 75 folks today and yeah. service, you know, over 10,000 customers. So, uh, but like I said, I, I really truly believe that we're just at the very start of what we're, of what we can actually grow this to. So do you guys, do you feel that, that, I'm going to, you know, this is, do you do what you say that we should do <laughs> and is the majority of your business by referral? Yeah, it's funny you say that. No, it isn't the majority of business. Uh, but you, do you use your own software? It's like, of course. So, <laughs> yeah, you got to uh, say yes to that. So we, in particular, um, where we really shine, where our software really shines, is where you um, generate business from, from that's often bigger in dollar value yeah. because you're investing in that personal one-on-one relationship. Our, our typical customer, uh, you know, it's, it's one or two seats. Right, so they're really small deals, so it's oh, very wow. high volume business where contextually just isn't as well situated. Where it really shines and where we use it internally is for those bigger deals. So if we're trying to close um, a thousand person brokerage or even a hundred person uh, consulting firm, that's where we'll do a lot of nurturing. We'll do the clear rapport building, and that's where we really shine. So, you know, I always like to try to bring this back because when my audience is out there, sometimes we have people that are just single mom and pop shops. Sometimes we do have that hundred person uh, finance firm. But so can it, can it work for that single person? Does, is it helpful for that just one person, like you said earlier, realtors? Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, our the vast, vast majority of our business is an individual 
who primarily take a realtor for example yeah. a realtor primarily uh, gets their business from people they know from word of mouth from their own personal network and each in in a new deal you know commission on a real estate deal is six percent you split that between the buying buyer and the seller agent and so they're making between two and three percent on any transaction so a new client to them is worth twenty thirty thousand dollars if you're in a major metro area and that's where contactually is a great fit yeah because any new deal is worth so much um it, it, it makes a lot of sense to build those really strong relationships to really invest in those people um, because they could be worth a significant amount of revenue to your business. So I think that's true. of That's why I say services tend yeah. to be a good fit for us um, because the deal sizes tend to be larger and it's much more relationship-based. Yeah, I, I like that too. And I like how you're focused on a relationship-based and referrals too, not just keeping yourself organized in different, oh, what are they called, funnels or pipelines and things like that because that seems real technical and data and blah to me. You know, Where if you're yeah. focusing on relationships, everybody gets that, like referrals, everybody gets that language. Yep, totally. So we call this the business machine for a couple of reasons. And the one reason is, is that, you know, we think that you, especially in a person in your position and the leaders there at your company and your employees too, are, are machines in themselves. And you guys need every single one of those employees to keep the, the, the big machine rolling. So how do you, and maybe the leadership, and also how do you sort of inspire your employees to make sure that, you know, if you're not there one day that the business keeps going and, and if the leaders are always can't be, you know, especially with that many employees, you can't always be in the forefront. How do you know that if you're not there, that this machine keeps rolling and keeps running like a fine-tuned machine? Mm, that's a great question. I I think at the end of the day, we're, we're an incredibly values-driven company, um, and we talk about our values a lot, and mm -hmm. we really try to express those values in, in what we do. So one of the values that, that I, we as founders, and I'm a big believer in, is, is this notion of transparency. Um, we are I don't know if I'd say we're radically transparent, but we share everything. We share our people know how much money's in the bank. We share our, our board decks with the team. Um, and as a result, I think my, our goal is to really ensure and, and help people feel like they're real owners in the company. So if I'm out, if I'm out for a week or I'm actually having a baby boy in July, so I'm going to awesome. be out for a little while. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I feel really confident that the team um, views the success of contextually aligned with their own success, and they're going to make those decisions um, and do those things that are going to be the best interest of the company. Um, and I think it, it really stems back to, again, who we're trying to hire and making sure that they're aligned with, yeah. with what we believe in and, and they're aligned with our mission and values. Yeah, and I like that a lot, starting with values. And we did that too. This company is only five years old for us, but it was a, you know, it's kind of a risk because you're, you're not focused on necessarily, it's always not about the dollar, but it's about, you know, making sure that your employees are not only treated right, but have some sort of stake in, in doing better and doing good for the company and for the community. But I think it works. I think it works on the small scale and definitely looking at your values too. It's definitely worked for you guys. And if you can get everybody to believe it, not, I don't want to say believe it, but you know, actually do it. I think that's a great answer and a great way, great way to get people to believe in your mission as well. Mm -hmm. So tell us about mistakes. You know, of course, you guys don't make any mistakes, but I always told people, that, <laughs> you know, if I ever wrote a book when I'm done doing whatever I'm doing, and I won't probably, but if I did, I, you know, I wouldn't write about all the great things that we did. I would write about all the mistakes that we made. You know, it would be it would be called how not to run a business, and I think it would sell because people always want to know things not to do. So sure, what's the mistakes that you think you guys made early on, or you know, we make them all the time that you really learn from? Yeah, I mean. If you're not making mistakes, I don't think you're not. You're, you're, a, you're probably not pushing the envelope enough, and B, you're just not learning. Yeah. Um, I think there are lots of tiny little things I think we would have done differently. Um, you know, we probably would have charged customers sooner. We would have tried different marketing channels. But the one thing I think that really sticks out to me is the focus from myself on what can I do as an individual contributor 
versus what can I do to empower the team? Yeah. So, so to impact that a little more, I think one of the, one of the skills that I, I, I have realized that I have and, and what makes me unique is I'm a really uh, analytical process-driven person. I think that is a skill I have, and that's a skill that lends itself really well when you're three people around a table and you're trying to get a company off the ground. Sure. Um, but that skill, I think, becomes a lot less critical when you're a team of 20, 30, 70 plus, and anything that I can do individually is going to pale what I can, you know, if, if I'm enabling the team well, that what they could do. Uh, and I, I totally missed that. I, I definitely you know, I look back a couple of years ago, uh, I think we were overstressed as a team. Like I would, I wouldn't, uh, you know, be really focused on where the areas that where where the issues that people are having in the company or, or, um, you know, I would, uh, try to do everything myself versus trying yeah. to, um, empower other people. And I think it, the, it, it kind of showed like people just weren't as happy. Uh, we had higher turnover in the company. Um, and I think I, and I think the rest of the, the, the other, my, my other founders and me as an executive team took a step back and said, like, what, what happened? What are we doing differently? And, yeah, and that's cool. I think we realized is, is look, we just really have to, um, recognize that people are, they could work anywhere for a paycheck, right? But they're here because they care about this business. They care about uh, this company and, and what we're trying to do. And that's where we really sort of double down on, on well, what are our values? What do we care about? What's our mission? And I became much more focused on, well, how can I be a leader that inspires people cool. to, to achieve that mission versus just, you know, get, get, get a bunch of shit done. So that was, I guess, the big thing. Yeah. And it's really hard, I think, for somebody like you to just because, you know, heads down worker, that's what I want to do, too, is I just want to work like I'll just do this myself because I can get it done. I don't want to bother somebody else. But I found that's very ineffective. And teaching somebody how to do something or empowering them. I like that word a lot, Tony, um, to do that is great for you, because what you need to be doing is leading the company. You don't need to be heads down working. Totally. So talk about work-life balance. I hate that term, um, but our work never really stops because, and honestly, if you like what you do and you have a great company, um, it's not necessarily work. And I know that's kind of cliche or whatever, but blah, blah, blah. The, you know, it never stops. We have our phones with us all the time and being in a leadership position like you are with that many employees, it could, could take over and consume you, especially in the early days, if not now, but now you've got a family, uh, one on the way. How do mm -hmm. you stop? How do you, because I, I have three, three children and I have to make sure that I, because I, I could work the whole night, no problem. Even thinking and not having my phone, it's just, you know, I could be working because I'm thinking about a better way to do something. So how do you do it? How do you recharge so that when you come into work, you're like, yes, I'm ready to go. And then you can go home and actually be with your wife and, you know, eventually be with that newborn. So one of the things that um, really bothered me in college and still bothers me today is that person who constantly brags about like how much little how little sleep they got and how many hours they worked and like that is, that is just a hundred percent not not me um so i think for my i'm a big believer in the idea that um you should really prioritize what you're doing focus on the, like your most important thing of the day and at the end of the day if you're if you're truly focused on, on doing those most important things working normal hours like working you know eight nine hours a day is is going to be it's going to be okay yeah. and you're probably gonna be a lot more effective because you're not going to burn out and you're not going to um totally screw yourself over in a, over the course of a few months or a few years so my so, so tactically speaking i'm in the office from about 8 a.m to 6 6 30 every day um i very rarely 
work on the weekends. Uh, maybe I'll do email on like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and I really try to be ruthless about how I prioritize my time when I'm in the office such that I'm doing those things that are going to have the most leverage for the company. Yeah. And I like that ruthless. That's one of the things that sometimes it's hard and we're pretty small, but yeah, when I get here and I can tackle specific things and know that, Hey, in six hours, I'm going to get all this stuff done. That's a really good day. I really enjoy that day and that I can go home and I don't have to think about what I got to do for two hours at night. So yeah, I like that. I used to hate those people too. And I still have, I run into people, well, we're just working all the time. We work 15 hours and I'm working this Saturday. It's like, well, I'm sorry, but, but then at some point I also feel like if I'm not working that I'm losing money. Yeah, I think it's just that's that's, that's a false. Yeah, um, I know. I don't think it's it just that's not how life works. I, I, I when I look to the people that I really respect that are most successful, I don't see a correlation between hours worked and success. Okay. I see a correlation between um, the are are you getting like important shit done, right? But <laughs> yeah. I don't think you need to put a lot of hours in necessarily to make that happen. I'm just gonna but, stay at work for four hours and do nothing just because I should, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> We talked about employees a little bit and, and we talked about how you inspire them and, and get them to believe in the values and work and, and want to be there because of the greatness of the company and how they feel about it. But how do you do that on a daily basis? Because I struggle with this too. And I think a lot of our business owners who listen struggle with this. Like I can be inspiring as all hell. Like I can walk in and inspire the staff and you know I can talk to people and inspire them to do great things. But some days we got to work and some days it sucks. And how do you, how do you do that? How do you keep those employees, you know, because sometimes I feel like some we're just too damn busy sometimes and everybody hates what they're doing. But I know that's not the case. So how do you remind them of the values and how do you keep them focused on, you know, what what the the mission of the company is day to day to day? Well, I'd be lying if I said I we were doing this perfectly. And I think <laughs> um, it's, it's honestly, it's an area that I'm, that I'm trying to get a lot better at myself personally. But I think I'm a big believer in process and systems. I touched on that earlier. So some of the things we've tried to do is to build this into like the DNA of the company. Uh, every Monday morning uh, uh, at 11:30, we have our kickoff for the whole team. Cool. Um, and we sit we sit in the room and we go through. We always go through the mission and the vision. We, we, we someone on the team reads it out loud. So we're, it's literally on the screen and being read every Monday. Every Monday, no, we walk really. through the top four goals in the company. Every Monday, we walk through. These are the top four goals we are in the company. Hmm. Um, and we also share NPS responses that we got from the past week. So we say, hey, these are the these are the good things we've heard from our customers, and we'll highlight the not so good things. Um, so people are like, yeah, this this is why I'm here. I'm not just I'm, I'm, these people are getting value. We're practicing what we preach, and they're actually improving their businesses. Um, and then lastly, we also we you started using this software called Tiny Pulse, um, which basically uh, surveys the team every week for various various questions. Um, you know, this week I think you asked you know, how happy are you at work on a scale of one to ten, and it always ask for suggestions and cheers and so people will like put cheers publicly each other like oh awesome jimmy you did x y and z and we'll share a selection of those every monday morning as well like hey these are all the awesome things your team's been doing um so i think it's just a good like keep keep, keeps people aligned keeps them focused on what matters and really shows uh what we're doing internally and what our customers are doing externally um that kind of is motivating so those are some of the tactical things. Yeah, I like that a lot. And I think it's one of those where you can put all the missions and values you want on the board and whiteboard. But then if you tell somebody once and then we don't talk about it for six or seven months, no one's going to believe that you believe it. Yeah, values and a mission and vision are are, are are not things that you put in a book or just write, you put on a wall and like that's it. <laughs> right. right. These are things you should be living and breathing. And frankly, you should be trying to hire for too. Yeah, but it's um, on our wall. So that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not quite. <laughs> 
That's cool. I like that Monday. You know, we, we've tried to do that. I like that a lot where you actually go over the mission so people don't forget it. That's cool. Hi, everybody. Brian here real quick. This episode of The Business Machine is sponsored by the one and only Michigan Creative. That's right. Michigan Creative sponsors this Business Machine podcast for now. So if you have other sponsors that would be willing to sponsor our little Business Machine podcast, it's a great resource for business owners across the globe. And this one is sponsored by us here at Michigan Creative. Michigan Creative is a full service marketing and design firm in Lansing, Michigan. We provide mobile friendly websites digital marketing, video production, branding, graphic design, and much, much more. So we'd love to work with you uh, wherever you are, and we really just want to talk to you. So if you want to just talk to us here at Michigan Creative, you can call me. My cell phone is 517-899-4533, or just visit michigancreative.com. All right, back to the show. Yeah. Um, give me a quote. Um, I'm a big, I used to be an educator, as we talked about before, so I was that cheesy teacher that passed out quotes. Give me a quote that you like. I, um, one that I use all the time and probably people roll their eyes a little bit because I use it. So I love this Wayne Gretzky quote, uh, nice. you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Um, and to me that just epitomizes, I think my, like my life view. And I think what makes, what's, what's a recipe for success in a startup. Like you just got to try things and recognize that if you don't, you, we can talk about it all day long, but what's like the V one that we can just get out the door. What's that opportunity we can just try and, and, and see how it goes. And sometimes we're going to miss, but, um, if you just do it enough, you're probably going to land on a few wins and successes and, and, and you grow from there. So and, I love that quote. And you don't need very many wins. You know, I mean, you, you need a couple of really good wins. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah we, That's all we want, man. That's all I want is a couple of really good wins. And if we get them, we can roll with them. And and I, I think if you have more mistakes and, and things that didn't quite go right than you do wins, I think you're – doesn't sound backwards, but I think you're doing all right. Totally. Unless they're really bad mistakes, but hey, we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh, give me a give me a business book and not one of the business books like I have on my bookshelf that I read the first thirty pages and then didn't finish. But give me a business book you would suggest to our readers. So I I um I read a lot of different types of stuff. And, well, to say that I read a lot of books is a little bit of a misnomer. I actually listen to a ton of audio books. Cool. Um, I walk uh, about two miles or well, four miles round trip every day with my dog to work. So, um, so yeah, we listen listen to all these audio books. One that is really stuck with me, I read a, or listened to a few months ago. It's a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things huh. um, by Ben Horowitz. He's one of the founding partners of Andreessen Horowitz, big VC firm in the Valley. And it's just like we were talking about a little earlier. Like, what are all the mistakes that you made, and someone should like publish a book about it? That's basically what what Ben wrote. So Sweet. it's a, it's a goal. It's a book talking about all these like hard situations, like how do you fire an executive? Um, what happens when you run out of money in the company? Like all this like hard stuff and how he's dealt with it and how he's seen other founders deal with it. And it's, I found it to be really insightful and very timely for a founder. Very cool. Yeah. That's one of the things that there's all, when, especially if you start a business like none of us, and I don't know about you guys, but, um, you know, nobody here on my staff or me, I mean, I'd never run a business before either. And so we were learning literally every single day in the first few years and actually today too. So if you could meet and have dinner with any business owner, who would it be and why? <laughs> so I, uh, I have an answer to this, but I'll give you the, I, I normally, I personally don't like that kind of question only because right. I, I'm a big believer in the idea that if you want to have dinner with someone, um, like 
and you're building a strong rapport with people in your network, you probably are like two or three degrees away from that person and True. should be able to get an intro. Right. So, so, but I will say the answer though is, uh, I think, um, Warren Buffett. I mean, the guy is like someone who's consistently beaten the market as often as he has, and has just been, I think, just incredibly successful, but also very insightful in, in the way he's gone about building his wealth. I think, um, I feel like I would learn a lot in a conversation, even a brief one with him. So that's that's probably my short answer. And, and I also don't think uh, I could easily get dinner with Warren Buffett. So oh, I was just going to say, I'm like, can I call you in six months? Because you said that you, know, you should <laughs> yeah. be able to. So I'm yeah, going to call yeah, yeah. you. So, so like 99% of the time, you can call <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. yeah, he backpedals. Yeah. All right, besides your software, besides contactually, is that is, am I saying that correct? Contactually, I always yeah. say it's like contact and actually had a baby. Contactually. Okay. <laughs> contactually. What technology app and software or software would that you guys can't live without? Or you personally can't live without? Yeah, I use I, I love point solutions. So apps that um that like they just do one specific thing really, really well. So yeah. an app that I use on my Mac called Cloud App, all it does is every time I take a screenshot, it uploads it to the cloud and I can just, and it makes a little link that I can drop in an email. Oh, so cool. it's just, I use it constantly for anything that I see that I want to remember. I want to send someone like an example, cloud app. It's like, and I think it's, I don't know, like five bucks a month or something. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Because now you got to take a screenshot on your Mac and then you got to put it on your desktop and then you got to upload it and then delete it off your desktop in six months. So yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's like not a, it's not a huge thing, no. but does it, does it solve $5 of pain for me a month? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it solves many, many multiples of that a month. <laughs> that's awesome. So what's a good way that we can learn more about your software and get in touch with you guys? What? How should we tell people to do that? Sure. I mean, so the, the best way is obviously check us out online. So it's contactually, contact U-A-L-L-Y.com. Um, free 30-day trial. And um, even though the software is, I mean, it's, it's we're not we're not very expensive enterprise software. It's about $50 a month. Um, but we, we also have a ton of people on the team whose sole responsibility, sole purpose is to help make people successful. Cool. So when you sign up, they'll give you a call. They'll, they'll spend as much time with you on the phone as you want, helping you get started and trying to be that strategic consultant. So that's probably the best spot. Awesome. So check out Contextually and check that out. It's a free 30-day trial. Sounds like it'd be something that you should try and see if you love it. And it's pretty affordable. So small business owners, large business owners, I think it should be something that would work very well for you. So last question, Tony, and it's a big one. What do you think, what do you think, or what do you hope your legacy will be? Oh, that's a, that's a, you're making me think like, I know, deep, sorry, deep questions. I know. Um, what's my legacy? Yeah, honestly, I, I really want people like when I'm, when I'm dead, when I'm long gone, I want people to look back and think that was, this was an honest guy who, who legitimately tried to make, uh, the lives of the people around him better. Cool. Um, and did it and had a great time doing it. Um, I, I think, yeah, if you, if you, if you can do that, I think you kind of just nailed it in life. Cool. All right. Hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on. We're excited to learn more about your software. So, Tony, thank you very much for being a guest on The Business Machine today. We really appreciate it. Uh, no, this has been great. Thanks for having me. Tony Caprit from Contactually was on our show today, and we really appreciate that. Check out their website. It'll be all in the show notes and see how you can use their CRM to streamline your referrals and to get you more business. So once again, I'm Brian Town, the CEO of Michigan Creative and host of the business stream. Thanks, guys. We will see you on the next one.